Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany. Welcome, everyone. And I have a question for you today. Is your life adding up? Is that, I mean, that's a thing. I'm just wondering if my life is adding up. And so with this question, I bring with you to, to you today, the guest, Philip Jalefka. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's great to see you, Tiffany. I know. Well, Philip and I have been friends for many, many years. You came in from Austin today. Thank goodness you made it. I was yep. worried about the airlines. Yikes. Yes. You know. Travel's tough. Be careful out there. I know, right? So Philip and I, our girls grew up together. Um, we are friends in Austin. His wife is a dear friend of mine. And I have been wanting to have you on the show since I started because you were so... I mean, you're just such an icon. I I have to say, I you're you you're former not you don't say former you're former Chinook helicopter pilot. You went to West Point. You have a beautiful family. You are an entrepreneur. You're a philanthropist, and I mean, there's just so much there. Thank uh, well, you. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, I appreciate. It. No, it's it's been awesome to be surrounded by a lot of really great things, and it does really all boil down to the great family, as we both know, and. And uh, the other bedrock being our faith and uh, it's led to a lot of good things over the years. Mm -hmm. So thank you again. Yeah. And <laughs> to all those people that have been a part of the journey that I think we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. So I'm pretty excited. Absolutely. Well, you, congratulations in 2022, which is absolutely where we are. You have written your book and it's leading with your life equation. Now, this is how to be indestructible, indispensable and unstoppable. So y'all. Are you listening now? Because you should be, because all of these things are so interesting to me in this book. First of all, congratulations. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's a journey uh, talking about journeys. And I'm sure you're we're going to talk about it. Um, but some 10 years ago, a mentor that I had in, in real estate asked me, um, he says, well, with all of your stories and with some of your success, you know, we you have a you have you have something to share. And I, I said, well, you know, and just to start, Tiffany, I, I looked at him, I said, you know, there will be a time and I don't know if it will be a catalyst in society or if it will be where I am in my life journey. And that is with good practical examples, because I wanted to make sure when and if we got to this place. And again, I hadn't even made the decision to write that book. That is until about two years ago. That is, um, I wanted to make sure I had enough relatable stories I had really thought through the audience and what I wanted to share before we went to that. And really the, the, the pandemic gave me that opportunity to slow down and focus a little bit. So a couple of years ago, that was really when I decided, okay, we're going to make this thing happen. And, uh, and we're pretty excited about where we are so far. The feedback is tremendous. We're on our, um, we're on our, we're close to 600 sales out of our goal of 5,000. Wow. I wanted it to be 35,000 after the book launch in Austin, mm -hmm. uh, but they told me to slow down and remember just like life is a journey, not a sprint. So is uh, getting to the market with your book. Oh, so but we're getting some really great feedback and Good. thank you again for uh, having me. Absolutely. You know, um, you were talking about your audience and of course, you know who your audience is, but you know what, Philip, I'm your audience. You know that because you have known me many, many years and my career as a chef and then my career shift about four years ago of influencer podcast host. And so when I read your book and I, I read your book and and I was so intrigued because 
it was helping me along the way because we all have struggles, but we all have strengths. So I was looking through your book and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's me. That's my husband. I mean, I would identify so much in your book. So thank you. Yeah, no, what's pretty interesting about that comment, uh, Tiffany, is you know, when we started to really refine the audience and where we wanted to go, I said, I really think this can relate to many people. And, and a lot of it has to do, I think, with really where we are. And I obviously didn't plan that, that being the pandemic or what's going on in society right now with such a dynamic marketplace. Um, you know, the, the world war that we have going on, there are a lot of things going on that have caused everybody, I think, and feel to reflect and maybe slow down, step back and think about those core values that maybe got them where they are and how are they adding up at this point in time? Mm -hmm. And are they truly, are they truly adding up in what one might call an equation? They maybe have not called it their life equation right now, but after they take the time to read this, they may slow down and organize those core values where they might work better for them so they can have a more purposeful and more important, especially if we're talking about the business audience, more predictable. Because mm -hmm. if you're more purposeful and predictable, that all leads to really great action planning and better results. And that's the ultimate goal. Can you take one thing out of the book that will help you be better? We only have so many days. The most precious resource we have in life is time. My mentor tells me that day in, day out. And as business leaders, we reflect on that with our people. Um, and that is just make the most of every single day. So the, the real question on the table, is your life adding up? And, and whether it is or not, do you have an equation and are you improving from where you are after you read the book? So thank you. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? I know this story, but in chapter three, what changed your life was a tree, right? Yeah, it was that tree. And, you know, really it was the, it was the idea of, uh, you know, never quitting is what really happened. You know, the, the idea of changing my life, you know, everybody thinks they're unstoppable, especially as a young teenager. And as you, as you see, or when you read the book, you'll see at the ripe age of 16 in a small town in Texas, I, I found myself, uh, I found myself on the way home and, you know, I ended up wrapped up in a tree and then knocked unconscious. But the real part of that story is on the way to that given day when that accident occurred, I had been in the process, which is a very rigorous process in my campaign to make it to the United States Military Academy. Mm -hmm. And that had become a, a plan. It was never a dream of mine to be in the military, but a plan because of a great, my best friend uh, growing up had chosen to go to the military academy and I'd wanted to be competitive. And I wanted, once I started learning about it, I also wanted to be able to attend the academy. And what I would find, I was halfway through that process when the wreck occurred. And um, what I would find is the uh, Department of Defense Medical Review Board said I had a two-year medical disqualification. So that became my first change or um, challenge. And the question at that point in time became, was I going to persevere with my plan was I going to see this as an opportunity to stick to that plan? And I had a lot of different directions to go in the form of, if you will, a decision tree. And we made the decision to stay on that path. And when I say we, and you'll read about it in the book, it really became a passion and a goal for me and my dad. And there's some really neat stories mm -hmm. that back that into what would happen from the time of that wreck to actually getting into the United States Military Academy two years later than I had planned. Mm -hmm. You had you had four four different paths you could have taken at that time, right? Yep. And you those four are in that chapter. 
And which path did you go with? Which one out of the four? Yeah. So we, the, the one that we chose was to uh, talk to the, um, uh, the admissions office up at the Academy and ask for their suggestion. What is the right way to stay on the plan? Mm -hmm. And they recommended a number of military junior colleges and the only one in the country that we drove to, uh, I went with my mom and my dad. We took a look at it. it. was a small school just outside of Selma, Alabama, a mm -hmm. military junior college. And uh, cried the whole way of home course. thinking, because I was that mama's boy, Tiffany, and you know that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, with all of that said, yeah, we would uh, I would make my way to the, the two-year junior college and uh, with the idea and to continue the plan to make it into the military academy. That was the, that was a course of action. So you said that... The because I was writing notes preparing for this and I wrote until I saw your dream being West Point. Your dream was not. That was a plan. But how did you at 16 or whatever age you were, how are you developing a plan? Like some kids don't. Some kids do. Or you were that kid. Yeah, I think I, I think it, a lot of it had to do with and I give a lot of credit to this. I, you know, my dad was a great role model and that was you know, there were a number of things I took from him early on. That was to be um, to really work hard. Work ethic, work ethic was very important to our family as, as one of our values. And the other one was to never quit. My dad had a lot of challenges. My mom did it as a family. I mean, we didn't come from a whole lot, but by the time I would graduate and leave high school, my, my parents had accomplished quite a bit and my dad had become that role model. And so that idea of creating that plan on how I could be better than I was on any given day and make my parents proud was what really led to developing that plan, knowing that the day I graduated high school, Tiffany, and we talk about it because one of the audiences I'm trying to inspire in this book are the, those young professionals, and you can define that as high school, mm -hmm. early on in college, starting off in your young career, where are you and is it adding up and do you have a plan on where you're going next? And so that idea of that idea of making my parents proud and the role model was really what grounded me in saying, I need to do something different than maybe just a regular university or mm -hmm. a normal job, which there's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. any of that. Today. I mean, they're mm -hmm. enormously successful. My, my kids, one of them just graduated, you know, the other ones have an enormous success playing golf out West in California. I love it. The university is great, but I needed something a little bit more regimented with my lifestyle. My dad and I, we both knew that, but more importantly, it was time to put a plan together. And I saw that early on in order, that was the only way I was going to be able to deliver for that idea of, uh, of being better and improving where our family had been to that date, improving mm -hmm. uh, the overall Jalufka brand. Right. Absolutely. Now, when you did graduate West Point and you were a pilot, you, you, do I say any way, were our pilot? I mean, our pilot, you still pilot? No, I am no longer a pilot. That's correct. I have been, okay. removed, from the I have been removed from the cockpit for a number of years, Tiffany. Okay. So that's over, but you yeah. flew Chinooks. I did. I did. And um, did you, after you graduated, did you know you were writing a book someday? I definitely did not. Okay. More, but more important, Tiffany, where I thought you were going with this is I didn't know that I would be a pilot. I was at the military academy and it, that same um, catalyst, if you will, 
in life to be competitive, to maybe be better mm-hmm. than some of the other. It was tough to get into mm. Army aviation. And you know that we have some Jake other, Blotsky. yeah, we have yeah. some other friends, some other uh, cadets yeah. who have been in, who have not graduated that I had the chance to visit with and, and, and inspire along the way. It's very, very difficult to get. It's a major commitment. It's oh. tough. Oh. And, uh, so I didn't even know that I would fly and we would head off to Alabama, leaving the military academy. I didn't know what, what airframe I would fly, but the idea of flying the Schnook, which is known as the center of gravity, the most lethal and powerful uh, rotary wing helicopter really became, uh, it, it fell right into, if you will, my shot group. And I decided that's what I'm going to do. That's mm-hmm. the next step. So we made a plan. We did it, did well in flight school. And uh, we were we were fortunate to be selected to fly that amazing helicopter mm. for the military. Unbelievable. And you you didn't know you were going to be a pilot, but did you, was real estate, even because you were wildly successful real estate, did you know that that was, I mean, how did that happen? I wish, uh, and you know my <laughs> wife, Chris, I wish Chris were here. She would really laugh at this one. I got into real estate when we were getting ready to have our second child. We had family coming in to town. I was thinking about transitioning out of the military and another former pilot who was also living in Savannah, Georgia, where we were stationed, was in real estate in a golf course community. And I knew that. So I had reached out to him and said, hey, listen, I have family coming in town. Can I get a couple of golf passes to your amazing golf course? Went over there and and he asked me when I stopped by the office, said hello. He says, what are you doing? He asked me to come back that following week. He wanted me to talk with the family who owned that real estate development. And they were in the process of building another one. That would begin my real estate journey. I thought when I would transition out of the military, it would be something, it would have something to do with logistics. Mm -hmm. It's a natural fit for transitioning, transitioning military with the military discipline, values, Mm -hmm. something a little bit more regimented. Um, So we uh, chose real estate. Mm, Yeah. And glad you did because in 2007, you started Legacy International. Yeah. It couldn't have been at a worse time. I mean, (laughs) to tell you, I mean, what was wrong? Yeah. (laughs) So tell us about your company. Yeah. Well, we now have two companies, but Legacy International, which is the one you're referencing that Mm -hmm. we started in 2007. It's a, it's a boutique real estate sales and marketing company. We work with developers and builders. We work with many throughout what I refer to as the Americas. Right now we have a major center of gravity here in the state of Texas. And uh, we build, we build motivated teams, just like we talk about in the book, your life equation. We've built teams. That's what my life of leadership has really been about. I happen to be using real estate as a medium and legacy international is that tool to do what I love doing. And I'm passionate about, which is building teams. So we build real estate teams for developers and builders who help developers and builders sell faster and at a higher and at a higher return than otherwise they would. And I can tell you with market adjustments going on, Mm. that sort of platform is becomes more in demand than ever. So it's had a lot of success. We've had our up and downs and I, joked with you about 2007. What a great time. Well, we know what would happen right after mm. we would start the company. But um, so we spent our the daughter's college savings. We hung on to it because we were still <laughs> passionate about it. And um, some years later, uh, we're having a lot of success. Success. And then four years ago, we actually started investing in some what are referred to as infill, infill assets, some of our own real estate uh, assets of our own, where we hire our real estate sales and marketing company and and related uh, developers and builders in order uh, to improve on those assets. So now we have both companies, Legacy International and Legacy Performance Capital, and they're both doing very, very well. 
Wow. I mean, that is because amazing. of the team members, because of the people. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to talk about team because I, I love your chapter on team, but explain to me. So we, the, the, the name of your book, why do my listeners right now and your followers, why do you need a life equation? Yeah, you need a life equation. And it kind of goes back to something we reviewed earlier. You know, we wake up each and every day with this idea that, you know, and some days we don't, but most of the days we we wake up thinking we know where we're going on that day, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea of having an equation, there's two sides to an equation. On one side of it is your purpose, your why, if you will. And on the other side, on the other side are what we've talked about are those core values or truly those variables that go into helping you accomplish your why. So if you look at one side of my equation, this is a great reminder for everyone, all of them in your audience. And I go out of my way to say this in the book, my life equation may not be your life equation, Tiffany. It might be others. I'd like to highlight one of the variables that I think should be in everybody's equation. But going back to the equation, one side of it is your why. Have you even figured out, is your life adding up? And do you know why you're waking up each and every day to do what you're doing? And then when you do, what are those What are those variables, if you will, or those core values that go into helping you accomplish uh, that, that mission? So ultimately, our mission is to change people's lives. We use real estate as a medium. And through the leadership, we build teams. And in order to build a motivated team, which is the definition of the function, my life equation, it takes passionate people that are well-trained. They've got a great strategy and there's full accountability. And let me highlight that last ingredient or variable, whatever you want to call it, factor. And it's the one that I would encourage everybody, no matter how you develop your equation. A couple of things. Number one, if you do develop an equation, get get a life equation ambassador and get a partner to help you hold yourself accountable. Yes. Because accountability really is the real inspiration. After I started writing the book was the one that really brought it home, Tiffany. And it has for uh, pretty much well the leadership of, of all of our teams over the years. And I think it's that one gap, if you will, or that one thing in society that we could talk a lot more about right now. And, and let me echo that by saying, it's not just holding yourself accountable, but it's holding those around you accountable. And I refer back to uh, something that uh, we swore by in the military academy, and that was uh, the cadet honor code. And that's, you don't lie, cheat, or steal, or tolerate those who do. Mm. I call that full accountability. And so when we're working with our teams or I'm working with leadership or other business leaders, I talk with them about how are you inspiring everyone around you to not only hold themselves accountable, but you and being okay with it. So whatever your equation may be, have one side of it, spend some time figuring out what's working, what's not, what's your why. And on the other side, what are your factors? And we have a checklist in chapter 14 that gets you kicked off. And actually the the sequel to the book, which should come out in late June, is going to be the be indestructible, indispensable an unstoppable tactical handbook that will help you even further, but you got to get through the book in order for it to make sense. So build a life equation and make sure accountability is our one is one of your factors. Absolutely. And I was reading and I told you before the show, I'm not a math guru at all, especially when I see it written down and, and, and it's chapter two, you, you did break it down for me, <laughs> but my math life and a question to answer. Well, tell us about the math. Yeah. So 
to me, you know, having, you know, my majors were, I was in the social sciences, so I studied economics. I love finance. So, so it's, it's a natural for me, but if you really boil it down and I knew there were people out there of the four primary audience audiences, we were looking into Timmy that might say the same thing, an equation. Well, first of all, hopefully it will make people want to pick up the book and read it. And the second thing was I needed to deliver on how to use an equation. And, and we talk about in the chapter, we talk about addition, we talk about subtraction and in a, in a limited amount of multiplication, that is, you know, the P squared passionate people. So we dissect not only the idea of an equation, but this particular equation um, early on in the book that will help you out in thinking through it. So you said there's four primary audience members. What was the four primary audiences that you are gearing this to? Sure. And we talked about one earlier mm-hmm. and that's those young, young. Asp- aspirational people who may or may not have their, their guideposts, if you will, are they purposeful? And the second audience uh, might be those transitioning veterans. I was once one of them. I think this can relate to them well with the stories that are included. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in real estate who there's a great percentage of people that get into real estate who don't stay in because they don't get a path and they're not necessarily um, working towards or working on a plan. And I think they can relate to the story. And then finally, the last one is, I think there are a lot of business leaders um, that need to take stock of just what level of accountability is involved there. Through this last marketplace, that's not been quite as dynamic as it's going to be going forward, Tiffany. I think there have been opportunities for a lack of accountability. And and there have been a number of generations that are coming into the workforce. Now, you know this, we talked about it before we got on, mm-hmm. on um, the podcast this morning. It's difficult to find and hire mm. really great people that want to show up and work and work with integrity and not only themselves look at the others and expect the same for those around them. And I think if the business leaders really look at that, they can help their companies be so much more and their teams be so much more purposeful and predictable and their board, their private shareholders, however that, however that company is formed, that is what they're expecting from that business leader. So I really think that they're, and most of them should be able to relate to equation. I mean, come on day in, day out their Their job is to deliver revenue. So it should be a pretty relatable story to those four audiences, young people, transitioning veterans, those that are either in or have been in a career of real estate and those business leaders. Absolutely. Because I have had quite a few followers, listeners, um, talk to me about career change and at my age too. I mean, I have a a woman in in, uh, Austin that has been a career attorney and she wants to be a Pilates instructor now. Well, that's a big shift. That's a huge shift. What is your strategy for that? You know what I mean? But this book is for those of you that continue to talk to me about changing careers, right? Yeah, I think so. And there's a couple of things when you talk about change, first of all, whether it's a forced change or it's a desire, mm. there's a couple of things that go into that. The first is um, you need to look at it, not necessarily as a challenge, but as the opportunity again. And most of, and I say that because most of us see it when it's a forced change as a challenge, mm-hmm. well, you have to immediately turn that challenge into an opportunity. But, but the other idea behind change is: have you really spent the time? And we talk about a decision-making process in the book. I think it's a seven-step decision-making mm-hmm. process, a derivative of what I learned known as the MDMP, the military decision-making process uh, when I was in the military universities. Um, but Tiffany, the, the question that's 
on the table, in my opinion, is have you really spent the time and looked through multiple courses of action mm. and what may or may not happen along the way? Should you be making that decision or you have that forced upon uh, change? So there's that idea of looking at it as an opportunity, not as a challenge. Have you spent the time? Um, going through that decision-making process. And then finally, as you talked about, really laying out the strategy. Mm-hmm. And we talk, that's the other part that we talk about in the book. Once we do decide on that, obviously we need to, in order to measure ourselves and how well we're doing, going back to accountability, have we really gone through the goal setting process? And at the end of it, have we laid out, have we truly laid out how we're going to measure our success and hold ourselves accountable? And one of those by holding ourselves accountable, which you may not expect in a goal setting exercise is how are you going to reward yourself? That Pilates instructor, instructor, mm-hmm. your friend, mm-hmm. when she goes and does that and she's the best damn Pilates mm-hmm. instructor that there is out there, yes. she probably needs to reward herself. She needs to decide on that, what that reward is today. And when she gets to that milestone, whatever she defines, reward herself mm-hmm. and then create her next her next uh, milestone. Exactly. That, I mean, that is, that is, that's true because a lot of times, especially I find myself working and working in an industry that is, that is so foreign and new to me, technology and social media, but rewarding myself and rewarding myself is maybe a day off. That's exactly right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, (laughs) I mean that the rewards, it doesn't have to be a piece of jewelry or something like that, but the day off, the mm. blessing of doing nothing, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's important that uh, we slow down. We talked about the most mm-hmm. precious resource we have, which is time. I don't do it enough. I'll be, listen, I talk a lot of, about a lot of factors in the book. And the reason they've become so glaringly obvious to me is because, you know, they've been opportunities for me, but they've been challenges at different times. Um, as well. And that idea of slowing down long enough, whether you call it slowing down to Mm -hmm. smell the coffee, looking at life as a journey, not as a sprint, all of that is very, very hard for us. Eager professionals are those who might be going through change, but the idea of slowing down is a great reward. Mm. And that, and that could even be a little bit of time every day. And I encourage everyone in goal setting and, or getting your purposeful, action plan day going slow down long enough and do some sort of daily read. Mm -hmm. We do this each week with our teams to encourage them to do it each and every day. And we start out our weekly, we call them learnings, Tiffany, when we have all of our teams dial in, we, because we're, they're located in a number of places, everybody dials in on the zoom and we have two things that we start out with. The first one we start out with the daily read and we go around the room. What does that mean to you? It has nothing to do with real estate, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. So take your mind off of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Slow down a little bit and just think differently. It'll energize your mind. And then what I might encourage, if you so, uh, if you're so willing to do so, uh, faith is a big part mm-hmm. of our organization. We slow down and we actually share with each one another. We go around through the teams and we say a prayer. Mm-hmm. And we're we're we give a lot of thanks and we give thanks often for what we have. And I think it can go a long way. So even if you're just slowing down long enough to get a dose of motivation or say a quick prayer, you'll be better for it on that day. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and slowing down. I wish, I wish I could say I do, but I don't. I am constantly going more than, and I have worked for the most fabulous corporations in the world. I, in my career and, um, I've never worked harder in my life because I'm working for myself now, mm-hmm. and but I worked hard. I did work hard, but um, I don't slow down. I just, and it's terrible. And, and during COVID when I should have, 
I just didn't. I mean, I was just trying to, we're going to do this business, business. And uh, Greg sold his company, my husband, in 2019. And I am so proud of him. He has, and he, He's one. I'm like, are you going to start another? Everybody, you going to start another business? He goes, hell no, I'm not starting another business. I mean, you know, it's just he's like, Tiffy, what I don't want for you is after years of having a company and eating Rolaids and and, and the number of employees is for your heart to go out. He said, I have a pacemaker. You know what I mean? I I don't want that for you. And it's and I've shared that with my audience before because you're right. You know, just eating yourself alive. So slow down. Right. Yeah. But in that same vein, and by the way, I'm talking to somebody who is living it each and every day. Cause I admire you for what you have done, Tiffany. Oh, thank and you. And I admire Greg deeply oh. for what he's done both in the office, outside of the office. Sure, It's an amazing thing. So please share my appreciation and congratulations for the, for the, um, the company sale. Um, you guys have hit a lot of milestones and you'll hit many, many more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think there's also this idea of sure you need to slow down and smell the coffee or treat it as a journey, not a sprint. But also we all have a responsibility to give back and take what we've learned from these different experiences, these milestones and share it with that next generation. So there's a little bit I want to encourage with everyone of I want you to slow down, but have a measured slowdown. I know every day and I go back to this, this conversation piece of being purposeful. And maybe your purpose is to help people slow down. But then again, you're, it could very well be the purpose of helping people get to their next plan mm-hmm. and identify their next milestone. Mm-hmm. So don't slow down too much. Not too much because I hold myself accountable. That's right. Oh, my goodness. And I, I bet Greg does as well. <laughs> he, he certainly does. Yes. Very good. <laughs> On occasion. No, <laughs> he really and does. And Kennedy and all the rest of them. Yes. I mean, you've got a whole, you have a whole group around yeah. you. That's, you know, that's what's so awesome about family. You know, I get, you know, both of us, I'm sure we, I share some of our successes, some of our challenges with, with my daughters. And now that they're growing, mm. now that they're growing up, you can have those adult conversations, yes. whether it's, whether it's with Jordan, who's now a mechanical engineer mm-hmm. and very, very independent minded, or my Jensen, who's this freewheeling, amazing human spirit that I know could probably run and knock, knock it out with any business mm-hmm. that she will run one day or on the golf course. And the conversation with them, number one, are so different, but they're so exciting. But to be able to be surrounded by that family, and we talk a lot about motivated teams. One of the motivated teams that I emphasize is it's not only, we're not just talking about business. I, I highlight that there are a number of teams your, in my opinion, one of your most important teams is you and your family. Mm-hmm. Your second most important team, and I've talked a little bit about it this morning, is you and your faith. And you can define that however you want. And then that third component might be you and an accountability partner or you and that team that you're on, your first team, or that team that you're leading as a business leader. But a team it doesn't take more than one other person in order to define a team. And that's what those factors remind us each and every day are we being purposeful about how we truly are holding ourselves accountable and truly uh, delivering on our plan and on our goals. You know, you talk about team and we had a conversation about team because it's so important, right? I mean, I know you've had a team, but you said you, 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 you know, you win some, you lose some, but tell us about team because it's, it's difficult for me to develop a team. I have my, probably my core three, but it's tough, you know? So I've had the benefit of being on a team for many, many years. 
So if I go back to really where the book started and what we're talking about today, I was highly competitive in football and I played all the way through junior college and into my first year at the military academy and played a number of sports. And that's why we've encouraged our daughters to as well, just to get the dose of that team because you're counting on one another, you're inspiring one another. And um, you have that opportunity to go to say when things aren't how you need them or want them to be, they might be able to help you look at it through a, a different perspective, which is so important, especially in the in the society that we're living in uh, today. So that was the first team. Then the Army is one of the biggest teams and the most successful team in the world. It's why we're the most powerful and lethal nation and will always be because of the teams and leadership that we grow and we graduate in this amazing country that we live in. But the, the then the next team would be the one that really helped me specialize in my thinking. And that was special operations. And there's a lot of things that we talk about in the book in my time, a lot of things that we don't. But there's a tremendous amount of accountability when your mission as a special operator, and if the mission doesn't get accomplished, a lot of lives mm -hmm. uh, perish. The mission is it's the following, Tiffany. It's you do what you say you're going to do either when people are watching or not, it's the definition of integrity and you do it with, within plus or minus 30 seconds. Think about that gap plus or minus 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we were in the special operation, when I was in the special operations in aviation, every environment that we operated in every mission that we prepared for, it was all about accomplishing that mission, losing as few lives as possible and doing it within 30 seconds. And otherwise, Tiffany, we wouldn't do it. Right. And there's something to be said for that. So there's a couple of things that came out of that specialized team experience that I had, and, and I loved it. And that was um, this idea of, of, of being part of a specialized team. You can pretty much well do anything you want. And that there, there's a couple of things I'd like to, you know, highlight for everyone. And that is being part of a team. Sure. There might be somebody who has the Jersey of CEO. There might be the executive assistant, it might be the the uh, the op the coordinator the operations in my business real estate marketing. I encourage everybody on the teams that we're on now, just as we did in special ops, to take that name and that title off of your back and put one name on the back. And ours is Legacy. Mm -hmm. You're a team member of Legacy. When we go into the boardroom, we all share ideas and we get together as a team. Somebody's going to ultimately be held accountable mm -hmm. and responsible for where you go. But that's one of the most important things that you learn in special operations, that anybody can do everybody's job to some degree because you never know what's going to happen. Mm -mm. And you do it for the one common team, not for the name, if you will, on the jersey on your back, which is why, Tiffany, I don't, I can't remember how many graduations you attended or didn't through our selling system that we, that where we take all of our, all of our new team members through, and it's all of our team members. Uh, we, for many years showed the 1980 U S Olympic ho hockey team, that mm -hmm. show called miracle. And for those of you in the audience who haven't watched it or watched it recently, watch it. And I think the story I just said will resonate because mm -hmm. there's really a lot to be said about that and being part of a really great team. So it started back in high school and today, I don't know how anybody can't be on a team. And if you're not, go try it because you'll probably like it. Mm -hmm, absolutely. You said in chapter three, um, and I say this a lot, this resonated so much with me, only life equals limit, limited opportunities. And I always say to, to some, you've all heard this before, but I always say you have one life, you better take care of it. You have one body, better take care of it. But only life and limited opportunities. Explain that. 
Yeah. We've talked a little bit about it. You know, that, that idea that that's your life mm-hmm. and, uh, it better have, it better have a purpose and it, and it is just, it's just, it's what are you doing with the challenges that are in front of you? And are you turning them in into opportunities? And the other, the other part that I'm talking about there, Tiffany, is are you taking care of yourself? Um, many years ago, a, a priest gave me a, a prayer and, and in it, it, it highlights the importance of taking care of yourself and exercise. And I know you, I watch you on the podcast and you're currently in the middle of a program. I love that. And I admire you for, it. I remember, I think one of the early on in one of the days I met and I saw you at the fitness center mm-hmm. that where in, in, in the community, the community fitness center. And I used to admire how you were there each and every day. What a great habit. Mm-hmm. You know, for those of you who are not in your audience, if you truly are thinking about what we mean by your life, that one life and what are you doing? Are, are you holding yourself accountable to that idea that every day truly is precious? Mm. Are you exercising? Do you have that habit or do you have bad habits? And if you do kind of going back to the equation you talked about earlier, Tiffany, the fact that the matter is you might need to subtract a few things from your life, Mm -hmm. get in the habit of subtracting some things. So that's the other reason why we use this idea of an equation. I love that because, you know, subtracting some things that are not, not good for you. Not good for you. And it might very well let you add up those core values that are more meaningful. And we talk a lot about it. everybody's born and, and they have these core values embedded in them. Some people haven't slowed down long enough to figure out what they are and are they adding up to their purpose? And that's ultimately the goal right here. Yes. Yes. You're, I mean, this is this is it. This is word people. OK. What is your greatest motivation? What motivates you? Yeah, I think what motivates me the most is this idea of um, this idea of being part of being part of a, a great team mm-hmm. um, and being around passionate people because mm-hmm. ultimately we've made the decision. And I say we because I go by I look at everything through the lens of a team, whether I'm talking about me and Chris, me and my girls, mm-hmm. my extended family or the legacy or the legacy performance capital team or us here today, Tiffany, we've got an ultimate uh, responsibility, I think, to inspire people to change their lives and do better on any given day. We've been given this platform. Look at this. I don't even know how many viewers you have, but it's amazing. And again, congratulations on what you've done. But the what we're going to have happen as a result of this, some may read the book, same or not. By the way, I hope all of you do. Um, we're going to change some lives. So my my biggest passion, what I wake up for each and every day is how can I impact and how can I help someone get to a different place or change their life. And it all comes down to being a part of a great team and being surrounded by passionate people. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and my questions was, it's just kind of triple fold here, but what's your passion about? What are your goals? What motivates you? And, and that's it. You wake up every day and you want to help people. And Philip, that is why I started what I'm doing because I have had success in my life and I've had failures. I've been told not to call them failures, but I failed. But I've learned more from my failures than I have my success because I'm like, I don't want to get kicked in the ass like that again. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and, and, and it's true. And I wanted to share that with people. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's why you've been as successful as you are. Cause that's the number one ingredient of success. And that is looking at as a failure as a learning opportunity. Oh my gosh. It, a huge learning opportunity, right? You know where that really hit home? I was about 12 years in my business and I sat and I was at a, at a business lunch with my mentor and he says, talk to me about how things are going. Oh, Tiffany, I rambled for 30 minutes about all the successes the team was going. He goes, thank you. I appreciate that. Now let's talk about what matters. Really? What's not working? And it's a great question. It's a little bit like that, which is found in the book. Is your life adding up? You know, are you asking 
yourself each and every day. Did you deliver on that plan you set out for? And if you didn't, you might not have been as purposeful as you could have been. And when you think about your life equation, mine is about leadership. My life has been about leadership and building teams. That's why it's called leading with your life equation. Mm -hmm. Yours might not be leadership. It might simply be my life equation. Call it whatever you will be, but have one so that when you wake up in the morning, whether your mission is to change people's lives, is to show up and do whatever it is that you've decided that you're going to do. Be purposeful, be predictable, and have an action plan to go make happen whatever it is you say you're going to do that day. Mm -hmm. And if you leave this podcast and don't, or read the book and make a change, then we maybe didn't do as good of a job as we should have here, Tiffany, or your audience member needs to ask, their, ask themselves, am I doing what I need to do today? Mm -hmm. Am I subtracting those things that might be holding me back from my basic core values that ought to be working and help me add up to what I should be doing and mm -hmm. if not make a change. I know that's the, that's the, that's the one going back to the one left. That's the one blessing that we have right now. Right. And the, and the world is so dynamic. It's so digital. It, there's so many people that care about one another. Let's help one another. I think mm -hmm. we can all help one another, change one another's lives and be better people. And that's my ultimate inspiration and goal. It's not just those four primary audiences. I had to do that because the publisher said I needed to do that, Tiffany. <laughs> it's really, hey, let's go inspire a whole group of people. I call them life equation ambassadors. Can you imagine if we had that out there? I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So go do it. I know it. Well, I am so proud of you. Congratulations. Well, thank you. So happy for you. And I'm so Glad you came on the show. I appreciate you so much. So how can we find this book? Yeah, we'll go to Amazon. That We make it easy. Just uh, you, Or you can go to philipjalefka.com and it'll lead you there. And the other thing by going to philipjalefka.com, you'll find is there's the up and coming information about where we'll be talking, what is next. I talked earlier about the tactical handbook. Uh, and it's also an opportunity or a forum for you to ask any questions that maybe uh, that you have, but the easiest thing is just look it up on Amazon. Absolutely. Like I said, a lot of people have gone there and bought it and I hope everybody that listens to the podcast today will do the same. And let me remind everyone, Tiffany, if I could before, I think we're going to come to a close here shortly. The other reason I wrote this book, kind of going back to changing lives was to give back. Mm. One of the things I learned early on when I would have, or if I would have tremendous business success was to make sure I took care of the greatest gift we have. And our greatest gift and responsibility is to give back. Mm -hmm. And having been a former um, special operations avi aviation pilot, you know, my goal has always been to build a foundation. And we've done that. And we talk about it. But a portion of the proceeds from every one of these book sales goes back to the Warrior Foundation. And at our book launch in Austin, we actually wrote our first check mm -hmm. from the initial pre-sale. So if you buy the book for no other reason, Know that those great Americans that are out there keeping all of us free, able to do what we're doing right now, what you're doing right now, wherever you are and however you're listening to this podcast, there's a lot of great people that are out there making that happen. Mm -hmm. And this book can give back to those who may or may not be able to take care of what they need to do day in, day out. Right. So buy a book, change a life. Absolutely. Change a life and change your life. Leading with your life equation. How to be indestructible, indispensable, and unstoppable by my friend, Philip Jalufka. Thank you so much for coming on today. Appreciate you, Tiffany. Congrats on all your success. Thank you so much. You tell Chris and those girls hello. Will and do. everybody, thank you so much for listening today. Hey, go and rate and review this podcast and tell us what you want to hear. We're trying to get up in that Apple and Spotify world. And everyone, have a wonderful day and keep being fabulous. <laughs> <laughs>